Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our Gospel text this morning is one of the options for a day of thanksgiving, as it says in the hymnal. And we can immediately see why. As our Lord makes his way to Jerusalem to give his life as a ransom for the life of the world, he cleanses ten lepers. One of the cleansed lepers gives thanks to God and returns to Jesus to praise him at his feet. Such a fitting text whenever we gather to give thanks to God for his great blessings. And while this theme is appropriate, there are others presented in the text as well. Today we will examine how this gospel lesson teaches us about the life of a Christian concerning faith and love. As with many of the miracles of Jesus, it is often the recipient of the miracle who demonstrates faith for us so that we can better understand it, better picture it, and so praise God the more and more for what he has done and continues to do through it. So it is here, where the lepers teach us primarily about faith. Our lesson at their feet begins. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers, who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. The first thing that these lepers teach us, then, about faith is that it is eager. The lepers were in accordance with the law outside of the village proper, where they could not get others sick. They stand at a distance. But what they cry out to Jesus and his disciples as they pass by is not the standard, unclean, unclean. Instead, they cry even louder than normal, lifting up their voices so that they could hear them, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. These lepers had lived outside of the village, out of their own homes, away from their families, cut off from the temple system of sacrifices for as long as they had the disease. There was nothing that anyone could do for them. If they were at this point where they were living in a community outside of town with other lepers, there was really no treatment for them other than praying that God would heal them. These lepers had heard that Jesus was coming through their village. They may have heard it from some who passed along earlier who had talked about this Jesus and all that he was doing as he healed many people, as he wandered about through Galilee and Samaria on his way to Jerusalem. When they see Jesus, they do not wait or doubt. They did not wait hoping that he might come to look for them, but instead eagerly called out. They did not doubt, wondering if the things that they heard were true, or if he might reject them if they asked him. Instead, they trusted him, that he would have mercy on them and heal them. And as the lepers are, so faith is. Faith is eager. It does not wait, seeking for a sign, looking for a hint as to whether it should pray and call out to God. Faith does not doubt. In fact, it is the opposite of doubt, for faith is trust. 
Faith sees what God has promised in his word and believes it. It trusts him, knowing full well that what we ask for we neither deserve in any way, but because of our sins, born, both the inborn original sin that we inherited from Adam, as well as our own sins that we have committed since, we do not deserve anything from God except his wrath over sin. Yet faith trusts that God will be merciful to us for the sake of Jesus Christ when we call out to him for mercy in repentant faith. This is a true faith, an eager faith that calls out to God and trusts him for the sake of Christ. And this is demonstrated by the lepers even more strongly as our text continues. When Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. While there are similar miracles in our Lord's ministry, both in Luke and the other Gospels, this stands out in how Jesus had healed them. Many times our Lord might touch someone where he is healing them. Think of the, blind, or the deaf and mute man earlier in our church year. He might speak to them, letting them know what is happening beforehand, telling them that he will heal them, and then speaking the word of healing. Yet here, he simply tells them to get up, to go and show themselves to the priests, that is, to the one who had the legal authority to judge if they were healed according to the law, and to perform the rites which declared them ritually pure again, and able to enter the temple. When our Lord told them to go to the priests, they were still leprous. Lepers did not go and show themselves to the priest. Yet these lepers went. They trusted that what Christ had said to them was true, even though they did not experience it themselves. When they heard him speak, he said, go and show yourselves to the priests. When they looked at their hands, and at one another's faces, they saw that they were still lepers, still unwell, still unclean. But they did not remain where they were, nor did they turn and run away from Jesus, thinking that he rejected them and was refusing to hear them and have mercy. Instead, they went to the priests, trusting in his word. This is another quality of faith, that faith does not look to its own experiences, circumstances or feelings but instead it trusts in the words and promises of christ there are many times in our lives where there will be experiences feelings and circumstances that make it seem as if god is not good that make it seem as if god is not gracious and it makes it seem as if god does not truly love us there are many times when God's goodness and mercy seems far away indeed. There are times of great poverty and lack. There are times of great sickness, such as cancer or even genetic illnesses. There are times of affliction for the soul, when the devil attacks unceasingly and throws all of our sins in our face and tries to cast doubt on God's forgiveness. There are times of spiritual anguish and dullness, where things just don't feel as they should. Joy seems far away, and hope seems lost. Everything seems dull 
and gray. You just don't get the experiences you think you should feel as a Christian. There may even be times of great darkness and depression, which makes everything seem bleak and God seem far. These sorts of things affect many a Christian in their walk. And if we looked at our own lives as assurance for God's love, goodness, and mercy, then at these times we must think that all of God's righteous anger is upon us. But brothers and sisters, these things are not the measures of God's goodness and mercy. Our experiences, our feelings, our circumstances, and our lives do not correlate to God's love for us. Many times, even, it is just the opposite. How many times do we see in the Psalms, and by our own experiences, how the wicked and the evil who hate God and spurn him are rich and happy, and yet the righteous suffer all sorts of anguish, injustice, trials, and crosses? Faith, like the lepers here, looks beyond what is right in front of it and continues to trust in God and what he has promised to those who believe. Faith trusts in God's goodness and his mercy and his love, for he promised to be, for he promised us that he is indeed good and merciful. Faith trusts these promises of God, for he has kept his promises concerning the one born of woman who would crush the head of the serpent, and that he would raise Jesus from the dead. Faith trusts that God is good and merciful and will forgive fulfill his promises of forgiveness, life, and salvation for all who remain steadfast in the faith until death. Faith trusts that even in the midst of these crosses, God is working in us, sanctifying us, mortifying our sinful flesh for our eternal benefit, and indeed he is with us in a far deeper manner in these times than when all things seem well. Our text continues. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he turned and fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. All of the lepers were cleansed as they went on their way. Were not nine, were not ten cleansed, our Lord said. They were told to go to the priests, and they were cleansed of their leprosy as they were going, before even getting there. It is clear that it was not the examination of the priest, nor the sacrifices needed for the purification, or even the act of going and presenting themselves to the priests as Christ commanded. No, these actions did not heal them. Rather, it was Christ who healed them as they went. And if there was any confusion, our Lord tells the man, Your faith has made you well. In this, we see how faith receives the gifts of God. All ten of the lepers had faith in Christ when they called out to him. That is why they cried out to him in the first place. And that is why they left to show themselves to the priests while they were still leprous, because they had faith. Yes, all of them believed, all of them had faith, and so were made well, that is, received Christ's cleansing of their leprosy. 
in our own justification, it is the same. It is faith alone that is present in justification. When God declares us righteous, when he forgives us our sins, it is because he is gracious and merciful, and faith then receives these things for the sake of Christ. He does not forgive us according to the measure of our obedience. He does not forgive us according to our works, but he forgives us, cleanses us by grace through faith. The same in the sacrament of the altar. It is faith in Jesus' words concerning his present body and blood and the promises connected to them that receives the promised forgiveness, life, and salvation. If one comes to the supper without believing, they only bring upon themselves judgment. So too, in holy baptism, faith receives the promises connected to the word of God in and with the water. It is not the mere pouring out of water that does us. Yes, regarding our justification, faith is alone, and indeed it can tolerate no works in justification. However, in our life as Christians, faith can never be alone but is constantly doing works to help his neighbor in love. This we see through the example of Christ. For our gospel lesson also teaches us about love. And while it is the lepers who primarily teach us about faith, it is primarily Christ who teaches us about love. Our text this morning says, On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. If you are familiar with the geography of the Holy Land, this may seem an odd route to take. It is not really the quickest way to Jerusalem. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus has already been going towards Jerusalem since chapter 9. This is now chapter 17. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem to give his life, to offer his life as a sacrifice for sin, so that we who trust in him may receive the fruits of his sacrifice, and being forgiven may be united to him by faith and live eternally. This itself is, in fact, an act of great love, but it is not the one that I want to focus on right here. What I want to highlight is how our Lord's love is directed to those outwards, to go so many. He could have gone straight to Jerusalem, Instead, he winds his way this way and that, goes from territory to territory, village to village, town to town, zigzagging all the way that he can teach as many as possible, so that he can preach to as many as possible, so that he can heal as many as possible. He does not care for his own good, but he cares for the good of others, pouring out himself in service to those around him. From this we learn how to love. Love is not focused on ourselves and securing our own good, but on the good of others. The nine lepers loved themselves. When they saw they were cleansed, they continued on quickly to go to the priests that he might call them healed, call them purified, and they can return to their lives as they left them. It, that is inwardly focused, but love is outwardly focused. When properly ordered. Likewise, it is not still, but it is active, always working to express itself and to do good to another. In a word, because love is focused outwardly, it gives. If faith receives, then love 
gives. The blessed reformer Martin Luther said, Faith receives the good, love gives the good. Faith offers to us God as our own. Love gives us to our neighbor as his own. Yes, our love recognizes how we have been so loved by God, how we have received such good things from him, and it cannot hold all of this to itself. It cannot keep it, but it must share it. It must give it away to others in service. Love does for our neighbor as God has done for us. And so that means that it not only gives good things to our neighbors, but service as well. And not only that, but it proclaims the gospel, the good news, the hope of our salvation, so that our neighbor may also come to faith by God's grace and so receive good things from God as well. And this love, of course, is not only shown to our neighbor, but towards God as well. When the Samaritan was healed, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. The man who had faith that Jesus would heal him, when he is healed, is filled with the love of God, so that he can do nothing but loudly praise him and fall at Jesus' feet, Jesus, who is the Son of God made man, and give him thanks as well. This praise of God accompanies a free confession of our faith. It recognizes that it is not our love or our thanksgiving that earns his grace and forgiveness, but that it is merely, sorry, that it is freely given to us, and faith receives it. After all, our Lord did not say, Go, your love has made you well. Nor did he say, Go, your thanksgiving has made you well. But go, your faith has made you well. Love and thanksgiving follow after faith. How much more does this increase our love towards God? Seeing as he loved us before we love him, how can we not love him all the more? And how can we not share this love with others through both our confession and our actions? Yet always remember the order. The works of faith do not make faith. Like the tree, like the fruit does not make the tree appear. Rather, works of love follow and spring from faith. So there must be works, but they have no merit or saving power. All salvation must come forth from faith. Then good works, which are acts of love, follow. May God ever keep you steadfast in this saving faith. And may he ever stoke the flames of love within your heart, so that unlike the nine, your love is not centered on yourself, but it is instead focused properly on your neighbor. For this love is a love which can only flow from faith, and it is a love which is self-sacrificial, just as the love of our Savior is, who gave himself up on the cross for your sins and was raised again for your justification, that believing in him we might have everlasting life. God grant this to us all. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. <laughs>